The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood and it is today the 15th of August. It's just gone 10 o'clock. I hope you have had a wonderful morning so far. Um, I have, um, I think this is my first live session maybe for a couple of weeks. So I'm actually really excited. I'm in the studio and I'm also really, really pleased to be joined by my daughter today um, because obviously it is the summer holidays and I hope everyone's um, holidays are going well. Um, It's a lovely sunny day today. Um, I know we had a whole period of like constant rain and of course, alhamdulillah, I know, you know, like rain is a a blessing, but I have to say um, during the holidays, you kind of feel a little bit cooped up. And um, so when it's nice and sunny, you can kind of obviously yeah, get out and about. So, yes, very pleased to be in the studio this morning. Um, and today on the show, we will be talking to um, Zahra um, and we are going to be t- t- uh basically discussing some of her favorite books or also um books that she's currently reading what she's kind of got her hands on during the holidays and hopefully by the end of the show you'll kind of feel inspired to to pick up a book or two um yourself um and maybe even yeah if you've got your children around you want to get them into you know good reading habits so obviously when they go back to school they're kind of in really um you know the 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 right I guess frame of mind and and vibe when it comes to you know wanting to to read and 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 enjoy as well because I know sometimes reading can feel a little bit like a chore um especially if you've got a book that you're maybe not really enjoying or someone's kind of chosen for you um but I think the best thing is the best experience is um being able to to read for pleasure so that is always um you know, it's it's a blessing in itself. Um, so basically, I'm going to introduce um, our guest um, this morning. So I'm going to say assalamu alaikum, Zahra. Oh, alaikum assalam. How are you this morning? Good. Good. And let's start with, it's the summer holidays. How are your holidays going? Uh, good. We went to London to go to the Young v Oh, okay. So you had a trip to, can you explain what, what is the Young v it's um a it's a, a museum for young people made by young people. Oh, okay. So it's called the Young VNA. Okay, so the VNA obviously is the Victorian Albert Museum, which is um I guess the main big one, so to speak, is obviously in, in central London. But you went to the new um Young VNA. Um so whereabouts is that in, in London exactly then? Um, I think it's near Westfield. Oh, near Westfield. So we have two Westfields, you know. So I think um, the Young VNA is next to Westfield Stratford. Um, and obviously it would make sense, right? If you have a day out uh, trip to, to near the East London, um, yeah, you could obviously venture into t- to the shopping centre. Um, so Young VNA is in Bethnal Green. So tell me then, um, what kind of things like did you do there? What, what was there for children, I guess, to enjoy? So, like, there were three parts of it. There was a design place, a imagine place, and then, like, a where, like, board games and, like, what you used to play. Mm-hmm. So, the first bit was, like, imagining and, like, um, like stories that you'd make up mm. and, like, things you used to play. Mm-hmm. And then design would be the, like, um, different things that people have made, mm-hmm. yeah, for, like, your childhood and... Um, the playing area was kind of more of an interactive side of it. Mm, that sounds really good. So three parts. So remind me, so there's design, so imagination, design and? Playing. Play. Fantastic. Yeah, those are those sound really actually quite fun. Um, so then what kind of things did you see in the museum? Because the whole idea of a museum is it houses, you know, kind of artefacts and objects that have some sort of, I guess, significance when it comes to history. Um, so, yeah, what kind of uh, objects did you see in the museum? Uh, we saw, like, uh, dollhouses and, like, toys mm. in mm. the Imagine area and then, like, clothes mm. and, like, um, like toys, like, you know, like mm. um, like the cars you get. And then yes. you push around in them. Right. Okay. Like those. Mm-hmm. And then like bikes and stuff like that. Mm. So that was like that bit. And then like the interactive was like having board games and mm. then like like board games and then having like more um, 
games from like the future, like technology, like Minecraft. Oh, okay. So more kind of recent, I guess, technology. So can you remember some of what the old board games were? Uh, it was like um, like used marbles. It's like kind of like a snake and ladders. Mm. I think it was called. Um, it was it. Oh, is it the one that you move? It's got moving. Oh, screwball scramble. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Because that was. I think what was interesting for any um, parents, carers who are listening, who might be you know around the same age I am which is I would say an older millennial uh, without giving my age away but um, it was actually quite unnerving to see lots of objects I would say from my childhood in that museum and I just thought oh my goodness am I really (laughs) this old Um, but I guess it's such a um, important aspect when we talk about um, kind of heritage and we talk about history and you know more importantly how do you you know preserve this and I think that's one of the wonderful things about obviously museums that you have objects that you know come generations you know down the line coming back to buildings and seeing what how you know people used to yeah I guess play and how did people used to imagine what their future would be like um of course there is a whole discourse around museums and kind of the problematic nature um even I guess you know uh, being in the UK and some of the well-known established museums where you know they their objects have actually come from um where they um basically you know uh without (laughs) i guess mincing words stolen from other kind of lands um and you know what maybe will be done in some point in the future that do we return objects that yeah that were kind of taken without permission um so yeah there's a whole i guess conversation when it comes to museums and and you know um I guess, yeah, whose property it is and who gets to tell the stories around it. So, you know, sometimes you might go into a museum and it's really interesting to read, um, you know, the the kind of the information plaque next to each object and the way it's worded or the way it's contextualised. You know, it can, by its very nature, be quite alienating. So, um, I mean, I didn't necessarily have that experience when we went to uh, the, the V&A, um, but yeah, so I know Zahra just mentioned like the screwball scramble game. I don't know how many of the, the you know, people listening in used to play that when they were younger. Um, there was like a whole row of Barbie dolls. And I know at the moment Barbie is being really, really hyped because of um, the movie. So that was quite, <laughs> I guess, quite, you know, interesting to, to see. Um, there were like dolls of, of like the Spice Girls in this museum, um, the young V&A. Um, there was, gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, like different board games and, and also games consoles. So like the Sega Mega Drive and um, I think the old <laughs> version of the Wii. So there were so many things that as we were going along and I was looking at it thinking, oh, yes, I used to play with that. Or, um, oh, I wish I'd had that when I was younger because, you know, the people did. Or anyway, so, um, yeah, that was definitely a wonderful trip to um, the young V&A. So that was really nice. Zahra. Anything else that you've got up in the holidays? How is your reading going at the moment? Yeah, it's going good. Uh, like, we're going to be talking about the two books that I've already read. Mm. And then I'm also reading Heart Crusher. Uh, so you're reading Heart Crusher at the moment. So that's written by Sophia Omo. That's right. So um, we have interviewed, I mean, I did interview Sophia, um, who's the author of The Heart Crusher, I think it was last year, or was it early this year? Gosh, I can't actually quite remember. Um, but obviously, she's a wonderful, inspiring a kind of young writer, you know, an amazing achievement of written, um, having written, you know, a whole novel at such a young age. I think she was 18 when she wrote it. Um, so how did you, have you, how are you finding The Heart Crusher? Yeah, it's quite good, but it's kind of gruesome at the same time. Oh, it's a little bit gruesome. Okay, so uh, obviously um, the book is meant to be like a young um, a young adult novel, so I guess it's mostly for like tweens or maybe slightly older. Um, Zara has a slightly um, maybe more higher... Um, reading age and that's probably the reason she's um i said it was okay for her to read but obviously you know as parent carers always always suggest that you kind of obviously read the blurb get a bit of an idea of a book so you're making sure you you know children reading you know age appropriate um you know material as well but um yes so the heart crusher 
um, is something a bit different that you're reading. So how about, um, obviously, it is the book club show. And as you said, we're going to discuss a couple of the books that you've um, recently read. Um, And just to let listeners know, we are also on Facebook Live today. And if you have any comments about maybe how your holidays are going, what books you are reading today, I would love to hear from you. Um, The number is 01582481822. Or you can WhatsApp in on 07779481822. Right, so let's go to the first book that we are going to discuss today on the book club show with Zahra. So let's start with, let's start with a popular one because I know there's probably lots of children and adults who have probably read this. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. Uh, But this is um, J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter. And um, Zahra has brought with her the one that is the Deathly Hallows. What number book is this, Zahra? The last one, number seven. Oh, it's number seven. Okay, it's amazing, isn't it? The fact that Harry Potter has seven massive, humongous books, you know, so absolute kind of props to jk rowling for creating an amazing series um so we're not going to give spoilers away today because there might be children or even (laughs) adults who are reading this book and uh well not or maybe haven't yet read this book maybe they're on book six or book four and they really kind of can't wait to to get to book seven but what is it that you um why did you choose this book in particular for today um, because I think it was like a very good book and it was very hooking mm. and um, like there's a lot of plot twists mm. in it. Okay, so there's a lot of plot twists. Um, so what is it about? I mean, I'm looking at the cover right now and it looks, okay, so you can see obviously um, Harry Potter potter on the book cover he can then see um who is obviously meant to be the one is it how how did they say in harry potter the one who should not be named the one who must not be named oh the one who must not be named okay so he's obviously on the book cover um he's obviously kind of branding his um uh, wand around and harry potter's um looking at him with kind of this kind of defiance he's standing on what looks like you know some some fire you can see um an image of like a gas ball type thing which is has the the snake in it um so yeah i mean the book cover looks pretty i'd say um spooky or scary would you say harry potter is a little bit this book in particular the deathly hallows is yeah it's quite dark it is quite dark okay so what do you think then so would you say i mean how old are you again 11 11 okay so would you say for someone who is your age that you know this book is okay to read yeah, I think if, like, you're not, like, very scared of something or you don't get that much nightmares, I think it should be okay. It should be okay. Oh, so do you think maybe for children who might be a bit more sensitive that maybe they should wait until they're a bit older? Yeah, like 12 or 13. 12 or 13. Okay, potentially. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is a really interesting thing because when it comes to Harry Potter, I know with different, um, having spoken to parents some have kind of just allowed their children even at younger ages like 9 10 just to because they get so in you know into the whole um story just to read all of them um other parents i guess like myself we kind of start had a approached it with like a staggered approach basically so i think i remember saying to zahra look you can read i think you started maybe when you were nine is that right i think i started in like uh, the end of year three and the start of year four okay so how my maths is so bad and i should know how would you have been about then what how old is like year three or four do we know i don't know <laughs> okay neither of us know if anyone could just work it out i hope you can but either way i would say yeah let's say around like nine i'm I'm sure that was um how old zahra was so um we said okay you can read like one a year or something or a couple a year i don't i can't remember how we did it maybe it was two a year and we staggered it and then it was almost like okay the next birthday you can read the next one and i think that was uh, for me anyway a really kind of um a reasonable way to introduce harry potter books because obviously as zahra said as you go further down you know into the series they do get slightly darker um so just to ensure that by the time that you know she got to like book six and seven she was a bit older i mean she'll be turning um 12 very very soon um but of course you know all parents carers you know you're able to approach it however you think is best um 
and obviously you then have like the whole um different scenario of obviously the the, the movies because obviously all the books have been made into movies as well and then what age you know should should children be watching the movies so um i think the rating for for harry potter is it 12 zahra uh, for um the first three books it's like pg but for the rest of them it's 12 ah oh, okay yeah so that kind of makes sense isn't it because the books do get a little bit darker um so just to you know for anyone who maybe hasn't read um harry potter who has or isn't yet on book seven i'll quickly just read um the blurb but of course i'm really mindful not to give away any kind of spoilers but it says give me harry potter said voldemort's voice i'm just realizing i can't i i'm not even going to attempt to do voldemort's voice can you do voldemort's voice how would it sound no you can't either fair enough okay so give me harry potter said voldemort's voice and none shall be harmed give me harry potter and i shall leave the school untouched give me harry potter and you will be rewarded as he climbs into the sidecar of hagrid's motorbike and takes to the skies leaving privet drive for the last time harry potter knows that lord voldemort and the death eaters are not far behind the protective charm that has kept harry safe until now is broken but he cannot keep hiding the dark lord is breathing fear into everything harry loves and to stop him harry ha- will have to find and destroy the remaining horcruxes the final battle must begin harry must stand and face his enemy so zahra when you um started reading um book seven so harry potter and the deathly hallows and you read this blurb do you remember how it kind of what you felt about the blurb before you started reading i think it was gonna be kind of like very like um like it was gonna be very hooking Mm. and like um it was gonna be quite a good book Mm. yeah and then when i started reading it it was already giving off like spooky vibes oh i see okay so because i guess in some way book um sorry book seven and six because they're naturally of course they're linked but it's almost like book seven goes straight into the story is that what happens does it go straight in from how book six ended and goes into book seven or is there oh so that's why so you're literally thrown into the middle of like um a really important part of the story i assume yeah because normally like when you get to like obviously because they're like nearer to the start you have more of like um, a build up to it Mm. to like the suspense and then there's like a big like fight or something at the end yes but like this is more like it's just getting right to the point yeah exactly so because i assume however book six ends yeah you're you're right so i guess (laughs) so it's almost like you don't even have a chance to to gather gather your like thoughts and feelings and like you said there's no build-up you're suddenly kind of thrown into it so i can understand why you're thinking oh it was already a little bit kind of spooky from the beginning um so then like why would you for what reason might you recommend harry potter for for any kind of you know young children or young people listening i think it's quite good because like you like it's kind of cool because like you get to have like a new um like place to go like because like there's a completely new world in there because obviously it's like a, mm. a magic magical world and then you get to like see all of that mm. through um like uh, harry potter mm. and um like the ministry the mm. like the schools that uh that like the magical schools and mm. like like muggles and like non-magical people and like magical people so like i think it's quite good and then like it's not as if there's just one or two books and then like it's finished so then you get to like go through like loads of years Mm. like it's almost if it's years yeah so i guess in some ways what's really interesting is um if children do choose to read books um all the books like i guess over time um it's almost like you end up as you're growing up harry potter's growing up right so it's almost like a like you're growing up with him yeah like you're growing up with him exactly and I, you know so and so then how did you feel so we're not going to give away anything that happens in the book but when you finally finished book seven of, of harry potter how how did you feel then i was kind of sad because like uh, that was basically the end of it mm. but then i found out there was the cursed child book Mm, okay so and what is the cursed child book then is that like it's basically mm. like um uh, what is it called a um it's not like a prequel the other one a sequel yeah a sequel of like harry potter because mm. like right at the end it tells you like after like few like 19 years or something yeah 
like but how we're, we're, yeah but i was just gonna say we're not gonna give like spoilers away or anything. is that gonna give a spoiler away if no. you say that oh, okay carry on sorry yeah and then like you basically see them in the adulthood mm. yes yeah, so the so cursed child is basically a um, yeah. sequel to that oh okay so fine so it's a sequel to um the the harry potter book so yeah i guess that's good so you found so you felt felt a little bit sad but then you um realize okay there's like a, a sequel books you know so how many are, are those the series as well the sequels or is it just one book there's there's one sequel i think there's like because you know you get the fantastic beasts one mm-hmm. and then you get um the like i don't know if it's a book or not but like you know the one on netflix the crimes of grindelwald mm-hmm. which you kind of find out in like the seventh book who that is mm-hmm. yeah and um those are like prequels to like um the harry potter series as well. right okay so there's lots going on okay so that's really interesting so i guess there's lots of material and books that you can kind of read um okay that's that's i guess really i guess good to know so maybe anybody who is reading um harry potter at the moment um because i think that is one of those things when you're very very heavily invested in a particular kind of series of books in the end it's almost like i mean i would say in my opinion anyway like losing a companion i mean i know i felt like that when i was reading um a suitable boy by vikram seth and um I attempted to read A Suitable Boy when I was kind of like maybe an older teenager or I can't remember how old I was now actually um, and actually I, I struggled I thought God, it's such a massive book because if I'm correct if I remember correctly um, A Suitable Boy I think is like the longest um, English novel that's been written um, or something like that because honestly if you actually buy the the book in its kind of full volume it's a very big heavy book i can't remember it's a thousand pages is it a thousand pages oh right okay it's a i mean you but that's because you've seen it in my bookshelf you haven't read a suitable boy have you no no because obviously it's not for it's not a children's read it's a um for, for adults however um Yes, yeah, so that was... This, and Anyway, so coming back to what I was saying is that I attempted to read A Suitable Boy. I then had... I kind of gave up. I think I was a few chapters in. I thought, oh, you know, actually, this maybe isn't for me. I then came back to it maybe three, four years afterwards. And it... it what I used to do is... Because obviously I was, I think, you know, studying for my degree at the same time. I used to maybe read a little bit here and there in between. So it took me a long time um, to actually finish the book. Um... I, it was probably a few months, I think, because I, I was kind of just dipping in and out when, whenever I had time. But when I finally got to the end of the book, I actually felt really sad. I thought, oh, you know, it, it kind of became a part of my life and part of my routine that, you know, I would just kind of open the book, read a bit more of what was happening in the story and then maybe come back to the next day or a couple of days later. Um, so definitely how Zahra was saying about how she felt when she was reading Harry Potter and then she finally kind of finished book seven and that kind of sadness. There is something there. And and I think actually it's so lovely to be able to experience something even, you know, like that. So if anyone who's like, oh, you know, I'm not really into reading or I don't have time, I think it's always really lovely if you're able to... Um, find a book that you can really enjoy and then you will want to read and you will want to make time to read and you know reading for pleasure it's such a beautiful thing um you know alhamdulillah and it does and it could be any type of book you know it doesn't even have to be necessarily fiction there's so many non-fiction books that you know you can learn so much from there's you know biographies i mean to be honest you know if some people might even prefer you know comics and they obviously come you know in a in series right because you've got different characters and you're following their story arcs so whatever it might be if you're able to kind of invest that kind of you know time into into books into writing you know it's i think definitely really good for kind of you know our, our health and well-being um Right, so we've got, I think, um, just under a couple of minutes before we head over to the break. So can we just take that a moment to introduce what the second book, Zahra, is that you're going to be discussing in the second half of the show? It's called um, Onyeka and the Rise of the uh, Rebels, which is the second book um, in the series. Okay, so we can tell, I think, Zahra enjoys reading books that have, like, more than one book, which is great. Um, So, yeah, in the second half of the show, we will talk about... um, 
this book which is written by Tola Okogwu um, and it is called On Yenka and the Rise of the Rebels what was the name of the first do you remember the name of the uh, first yeah. book what it's was it it's called um, On Yenka and the Academy of the Sun right okay so that sounds really really interesting so definitely what we will do is we'll, we'll talk about this um, book On Yenka in the second half of the show I also have brought in um, a book of poems that if we have time <clears throat> we might dip into a poem or two um, to round off the show which is called Poems from uh, a Green and Blue Planet and that's been edited by Sabrina Mafuz. Um <clears throat> so yeah again if there are any poems in particular that you really enjoy I mean poetry books are amazing because <clears throat> there is a lot that you can kind of take from the words that are on the paper um, again with poetry books you can kind of like dip in and out of you could even start in the middle of the book you know there's so many different ways of, of reading books and actually that reminds me Zahra there's another book we recently read at bedtime isn't it um, so we can maybe talk a little bit um, about that but obviously you'll have to tune into the second half of the show to find out what that book was um, but in the meantime do grab yourselves maybe a tea or coffee maybe some biscuits or you know a cheeky cake if you really really feel like it although it is quite early in the morning and um i will be back in a few moments with more books to discuss assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. It's 10.30 on the 15th of August and I have a, my most amazing special guest um, this morning on the show who is my daughter, um, Zahra, um, because obviously it was... Um, it's the holidays it makes sense to then you know get a young person's voice i'm sure you know some of you are probably quite bored and get quite bored maybe listening to my voice all the time um so i yes i am joined by zahra and in the first half of the show we were talking about um a couple of the uh, books that she's been um reading currently during the holidays um and one of the recent books that she read um was harry potter book um seven which is called harry potter and the deathly hallows so we're talking a little bit about the fact that um without obviously giving away any spoilers um why she enjoyed um the book the fact that you know how it kind of feels when you've invested a lot of time over a series of books which can maybe take you know a couple of years or so to to read and you kind of have this sense of sadness when you come to the end um but also you know there's always the chance to you know discover more books and that's obviously the best part of i guess um having uh you know enjoying reading and you know having like books and um and of course i should mention the fact that even if you're not able to for whatever reason you know want to buy books you know we are so so blessed in luton um to have um various uh, libraries you can literally um walk into a library you know find a, a particular book actually on that note zahra maybe maybe i would ask you when you go to the library how do you maybe choose a book like what draws you to a book like the um, illustrated book cover. Okay, so that and so, what is it in particular? Sometimes that may, might make you think, "Oh, yeah, I really like this particular like cover illustration." Because like it's either very detailed or like there's something that pops, like um, mm. like the sparkling or like mm. um, because like, you know with our Harry Potter books, there's like um a goldish um writing for Harry Potter. Mm. So. Yes, because you can buy different editions, can't you, of Harry Potter? And yeah, I think the one we have at home is some sort of yeah special edition of some so um but okay so that's really interesting so you and then if you um so the first thing that draws you is what the book cover looks like what's the next thing that we might do would you would you open the book and read a bit or is it just the blurb like what else and helps you decide whether a book's worth reading like the blurb and then like if it's like a good blurb or like there's like um mm. something that like is like a plot twist that might happen or like there's not a lot of thing like um like mm -hmm. stuff a detail mm -hmm. yeah if there isn't a lot of detail i probably like won't get it because mm -hmm. obviously i'm not really sure but like if there's some mm -hmm. like with um the harry potter blurb mm -hmm. there was like quite a lot of detail in it mm -hmm. but there's also quite a lot of mystery and i like that 
Okay, so so a, a detailed enough blurb where you have an idea of what the story is, but obviously not too much. You want you want enough mystery that you're actually going to be enticed to actually read it. Um, so tell me then, you know, sometimes what libraries do is they have this thing. It's called like a. Um, to be actually, I don't know if they just call it mystery book or like a blind date book. Um, so the idea is that they cover the the book in in wrapping paper, um, and they might have a little bit of information about the book on on the wrapper itself but the idea is that you just pick the book without actually seeing the cover itself would you try something like that or would you think oh gosh i don't know i can't see the cover i, I don't want to risk it i try like for the first time but like if i think that like i'm not really enjoying it then i'll probably just take it back but would you okay so basically saying if you went to a library you would have a go at picking a book without seeing the cover like you know you'd go and just see and you'd give it a go yeah but like if i didn't really enjoy it the first time i probably won't do it again oh so you don't think you'd give it in mm, interesting yeah you know it's really um i'm definitely the type of person i like to have as much information as possible before i start anything i mean that's probably because i'm maybe a bit of a worrier maybe i get anxious but um yeah because i know i had a like one of my wonderful friends bought me um a gift for my birthday a couple of years ago and um it was by a company i think it was called rare bird books something like that and i'm sure there's plenty of other um kind of uh outlets out there that, that offer the same thing um and the idea was that you every month you are given a choice of two books and again you don't get to see the cover they just give you a bit of information you have book choice a and book choice b you then um pick that and they would post it to your house and that's when you'd find out oh okay so this is and it was really beautifully kind of wrapped and it was really nice every month to receive a new book um but I remember, yeah, saying to my friend, you do realise that I don't read books unless I've seen the cover, I've read the blurb and I've got all the information. And she was saying, no, this is a really good experience for you, like really kind of um, let go of the idea of you know, always having to maybe make a feel like you have to make a really firm decision sometimes it's nice to go with the flow um so actually yeah that that was definitely a different way of doing it um i mean i think i'm the same when it comes to movies i mean oh my goodness i think i'm the same even when it comes to like chocolates you know like you get the different chocolate um boxes and you get the 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 little info things on what the filling of each chocolate is i mean i know people i don't know how they do it they'll just pick a chocolate without of course you know these chocolates are obviously halal i'm not talking about like non-halal items but um the idea they just pick a chocolate and not actually know what on earth is inside it and then decide upon you know already (laughs) chewing and ingesting it whether um they like it i can't do that i need to read um exactly what's in it and then i'll kind of give it a go and yeah maybe that's a little bit boring but you know that's me um right but of course we're not talking today about chocolates we are talking uh about um books and the next book we are going to talk about with zahra um on the show is um, a book by um, Tola Okogbu called On Yenka and the Rise of the Rebels. So I'll read the blurb and then I'm going to ask Zahra to share her thoughts on it. So On Yenka is on the run. Having exposed head teacher Dr. Doyimbo's hidden agenda behind the Academy of the Sun, On Yenka and her superhero friends are laying low. But when their safe house is discovered, Onyenka must turn to the only allies they have left, a group of rebels called the Rogues. Joining forces, will the groups defeat their shared nemesis, or is there a new danger on the horizon? Um, so, right, Zahra, so why did you choose to discuss this book on the book club show this morning? I think it's, like, quite a good book. Like, um, the Harry Potter series is more like a suspense and... Um, like build up and stuff mm. yeah but this is more like um, a thrilling book mm. yeah like because like the first book is basically the suspense and build up and then this one's just like getting into the, all the action mm. so like this one's um about like how Anyeka has to like make like decisions and like some poor decisions could end up like costing them oh so that's interesting so is it something is it almost a little bit about like her her leadership skills or or, or, yeah and then also about like friendship problems and like how Mm. that and like how she needs to like like um keep everyone together and um Mm. keep everyone like good 
with each right. other because obviously they need as much allies as they can right okay so can you explain a little bit about what i mean so what is an ally like what do you mean when you say an ally or who are the allies here in in, in this book um, the allies in this book are, is the rogues who um uh, the aos which is the academy of the sun mm-hmm. so like there's students there and they think that the rogues are bad people but that's only under the influence of the headmaster who's actually a really bad person called um i think his name is dr dayimbo mm-hmm. so like uh, mm-hmm. they they think the um rogues are bad but they're actually like a, a good thing trying to take down dr dayimbo mm-hmm. to stop like the um like a really bad thing that's happening mm-hmm. to all of them but i won't spoil it uh, for yeah. that yeah no no of course so then so then what is it about um what's the difference would you say between this book onyanka um uh, sorry onyanka and the rise of the rebels and what's happening a little bit in onyanka and the academy of the sun again like without giving away maybe too much information um, uh, and Yeka is basically trying to get the academy back from Dr. Diyimbo so then they can teach the students what's actually happening mm. and like not uh, just uh, under influence of them mm-hmm. yeah and like uh, how they're going to take back the school right okay that sounds really interesting and would you say these these books are like quite similar to books that you already read or you know or how might they be a little bit different it's a little bit different because I don't really uh, read that much action books. Mm. Like this isn't too much action, but like it's like um, a book with quite a lot of yeah. like um, like a suspense. Right? Yeah, because I guess what you know, we were talking a bit uh, about Harry Potter, and Harry Potter is more kind of fantastical and magic whereas okay this is a bit more suspense and thriller so okay that's really interesting um so Tola Okogu is a British Nigerian author journalist and hair care educator uh she's born in Lagos Nigeria but raised in London um so she spent several years exploring the world of blogging hair care freelance writing um and then she finally returned to her first love which is fiction uh, she's also the author of Daddy Do My Hair picture book series as well as Aziza's Secret Fairy Door um, so Onyenka and the Academy of the Sun is her first middle grade book um, and so yeah so it's really great I guess again when we talk about books and kind of who they're written by so the fact that um, Zahra this is a book written by a Britain, British Nigerian author I mean is that something that you were aware of was it again something that um, you felt kind of came out in the book itself the fact that you're reading a book by like a woman of color yeah because like uh, you can tell like because obviously the um the second book is set in um like nigeria mm-hmm. and like obviously that's because like she's from nigeria mm-hmm. and in the first book uh like the main characters always talk about her hair because mm-hmm. she's got like afro type hair and then, like how it can never fit in a swimming cap when she goes swimming mm-hmm. yeah and i think that kind of connects because she used to be like um as like um to tell people that oh, you should love your hair mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of got to do with it because she wants to show like um that like people don't really appreciate their hair because mm. like how it looks mm. and how and like how everyone would look at it weird mm. and then think she's some weird person mm. and then she used to get quite like uh, self-conscious about it but when she got to um the academy yeah like her um, roommate kind of helped her like uh, keep it uh, like compact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like into a plat and then she was kind of happy about it because like no one used to look at her like weirdly mm-hmm. what do you think that's such a you know such an important point isn't it because even though i guess that's not like the main part of of the story the fact that the author's chosen to include it is really important because actually so many of us um might just take for granted that we're able to yes for example you know um get up and and, and just go swimming and just get like what you would call um i, I guess um a standard swimming cap but actually for people who have kind of afro hair it's of course is really different you know they, they need um, a different type of swimming cap um, their hair care is um, kind of different and so yeah and I, I, I guess that's maybe yeah a different experience to reading because by reading a book by different authors by you know um, writers of color that's an amazing thing about it because you will uh, I guess learn something new you're kind of educating yourself and you you know again and this is how we create empathy and you know hopefully inshallah you know you're able to make positive change you know in our communities and um 
So, and the other thing I should mention is we bought these books, so both on Yenka, the both books in the series, so on Yenka and the Academy of the Sun and on Yenka and the Rise of the Rebels from No Ordinary Bookshop. Uh, again, we are so, so lucky to be able to have um, an independent bookshop. You can find No Ordinary Bookshop in Luton Indoor Market. Um, I have to say that when I get to the market, I get, I get a bit disorientated about where exactly to go, but definitely you just walk and you'll be able to see this beautiful... Um, beautiful little bookshop called no ordinary bookshop that is um, founded and run by a wonderful lady called angel um so i highly highly recommend if you want to get your children even for yourself books that um by writers of color especially you know for underrepresented um writers you know that is definitely a, a book um store to go to and i always do try to advocate that we support our independent bookshops um of course you know we've got the the mainstream ones it's absolutely fine or if you're getting your books online um but indie bookshops you know is definitely the way to go in my own opinion anyway because we're supporting you know grassroots um grassroots businesses um okay so that was on yenka and the rise of the rebels um so do you know if this book will have like a third series like a uh, yeah a- another book to it yeah um so there's gonna be another one which is basically like after that it's kind of going to be like a sequel to it like to tell you like like mm. if there's going to be something there wasn't meant like a blurb or anything mm-hmm. yeah but i like the thing that i like uh, the reason i probably like um stuck with this se- uh, stuck with this series is because uh, i just finished the first book mm. and that i real in like january mm-hmm. and then i i found out that in february there was going to be a new book yes and i was like oh that's gonna be so good because i can just go straight to it yeah yes and then i got that book but now i'm gonna have to wait till march 2024 oh so is that when the the next book is gonna be out oh okay so what month are we in now it's like um oh so there's still (laughs) still a while to go but again but that's not a bad thing is it because it's something you've got to look forward to yeah maybe you might get it for i don't know when when i don't not sure when either is um next year but maybe it could you know not that i want to give away what you might potentially get as an eid present but it know, also means yeah. that i get to uh, read other books uh, mm. like during while i'm trying to wait for that book yes exactly you get to yeah and that's always something you know nice to to be able to do yeah discover new books and have the opportunity to do that um okay so on the show then so far we have spoken to zahra about um harry potter and the deathly hallows we have spoken just now about onyenka and the rise of the rebels and we did very um kind of briefly i think we touched upon the fact that um Another book that we're going to read actually now is, um, well, not read, I mean discuss, is Poems from a Green and Blue Planet, but, which is edited by Sabrina Mafuz. And what I was saying about um, reading, what I was saying about reading poetry books is that you're able to kind of dip in and out of um, books. So you can start at any point, which is, you know, really nice kind of experience, I guess, when it comes to reading. Um, but what a Zahra book was it that we just recently read um, kind of together? And it's actually the second um, time we're reading it, which also you can kind of dip in and out of. It's the book from, uh, um, it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse uh, by Charlie. Yes, by Charlie McKeskey, I think is the right way. I probably should check how to uh, pronounce that. But yeah, so the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. Is that the right order? Yeah. Okay, good, because I always get mixed up. Um, So definitely, I mean, that is a really beautiful little book. It's something that you can enjoy... um, by yourself but i definitely really enjoy reading it with um like reading it with my children so recently we reread it and we had it as a um uh, kind of bedtime read where i was kind of reading it to both my daughters um and it's such a positive really wholesome book it's just each page the illustrations by um Charlie McKeskey are absolutely beautiful, very, very simple, but also very deep. And actually, a lot of the messages that you can take from the book, you can read a page and, you know, have just a moment to pause and reflect. And, you know, if you do that with your children, I think it's a really nice way to do it as well. Um, 
but yeah the reason of just mentioning that book is the idea that it's really lovely to be able to dip in and out of a book and actually the author even says in his introduction to his book that you know there's no expectation kind of for you for you to start at the beginning he even kind of encourages just to even start from the middle if you want as well um so yeah again it's just a, a different um type of book that you're if you don't already have you know i would definitely um recommend it um right but we are going to come on to another book that you can kind of dip in and out of so this is poems from a green and blue planet edited by sabrina mafuz and what i was saying to zahra was what we can do for today uh for the show is usually you know we might actually go and kind of onto the um contents page and kind of uh pick a book and decide what poem we would want to read but then what i've what we also do sometimes at home is um i just kind of uh go through the pages and i'm going to ask sarah to stop and whatever page uh we land on <clears throat> i will read the poem and then we will discuss it so zahra i'm going to start and then you are going to actually why don't you tell me to start and then you can tell me to stop okay okay wait hold on hold on, hold on. i need to i need to get hold of it it's quite a thick book um Okay, so you tell me to start and then I'll stop. 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 Okay, so we have landed on a poem called Song. And this is by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. A bee that was searching for sweets one day Through the gate of a rose garden happened to stray In the heart of a rose he hid away And forgot in his bliss the light of day as sipping his honey, he buzzed in song. Though day was waning, he lingered long. For the rose was sweet, so sweet. A robin sits pluming his ruddy breast, and a madrigal sings to his son, to his love in her nest. Oh, the skies, they are blue, the fields are green, and the birds in your nest will soon be seen. She hangs on his words with a thrill of love and chirps to him as he sits above, for the song is sweet, so sweet. A maiden was out on a summer's day with the winds and the waves and the flowers at play, and she met with a youth of gentle air with the light of the sunshine on his hair. Together they wandered the flowers among, they loved and loving they lingered long, for to love is sweet, so sweet. So that was a poem called Song by poet Lawrence, uh, sorry, Paul Lawrence Dunbar. What do you think of that poem, Zahra? I think it gives like quite a uh, tranquil setting mm. of it. Like it's just about like how sweet the landscape is, like the green field, and there isn't like like not many people in sight or like mm. po- uh, pollution anywhere. Mm. Yeah, it's it, you're right. It gives a very like beautiful setting wherever. Um, I guess the poem is sweat not um, placed, um, and even I guess at the beginning, a bee that was searching for sweets one day. Such a nice way to think about. Um, obviously, we always associate bee with obviously the idea of uh, pollen, nectar, honey, but the idea that they're searching for sweets, I think, is really cute. Um, and then, yeah, the the next um, kind of part of the poem starts with you know a robin, and yeah, so there's lots of um, reference to nature and to like winds and waves and flowers. So yeah, I think and I. I guess it makes sense right because the whole point of poems from a green and blue planet is kind of to explore the world around us through poetry um and the best thing about this book is it's a whole it's a collection of poems um from different different poets um but obviously it's been edited by um sabrina mafuz but this poem you know for uh, sorry poets including kind of dean atta kate tempest holly mcnish uh, mona arashi so you know there, there's so many various um poems that you can read and again i think the book is aimed for maybe kind of um older older children i'd say so um you know you can kind of have a think about whether you think that that but um this book might be suitable um so zara do you want to have a go if i give you the book i'm then going to ask you to um start and stop and then you know you can maybe read uh, a poem as well so tell me when you're ready and then i um hopefully we can land on a really interesting poem so are you ready yep start stop Oh, okay. um, it's called um, Mother 
uh, after Elizabeth Barrett Browning by Oakley Flanagan. Okay. Uh, I think it's... Yeah. Okay. Yes? Yeah. Bad World, the newspaper print, bad, bad world. Sad day, the adults say, such a sad, sad day. But louder than, a, than the adult's pessimism, the child sings hope, nature's ancient rabble cry. In Mother Nature's garden live her generations of birds and the child tend, tending rosebuds, mindful of the thornbush. Flocks of the birds above singing, singing louder than the sighing. The, ch- the child is the gatekeeper of Mother Nature's greatest gift. How its chorus rouse source higher than the adult's sinism. Flying, a- flying way up, feathered wings out, stretched, keeping the sky upright. Whilst we below look up to marvel as rich loop of flight, song, the condition, the, the condition of the good gardener, ever watchful of the bird, who never stops singing its song to wonder if it's being heard. The bird makes itself known by singing on and on, reminding us down here is earth we spring from, earth eternally. Like age-old waves carrying history in its lap, the constant splash of waves, waves breaking, coming back. Storm night, stormy nights may feel never-ending, but when morning's melody wakes you half asleep, it heralds a new day with kinder colours up ahead, keeping faith in nature, returning to Mother's garden. Listen to the winds of change, watch time sweep, land transform, Mother watching us silently, seeing all. This is her gift to us, for us to cherish with our time, our care, our love. See the un- unending stars in their older glory, just as they've always shone. The moon and the sun, all loves in happy uni- uh, union, lighting each day and night, and mother who brought us into this world, asked but, no, nothing, asked but one thing from us. Remember what you are from, quiet magic, the empathy of cooling dock leaf can teach the humility an acre must learn before it can become a tree the generosity of a daffodil its abundant yellow hue a uh, a tiny sun shines brightly when unpicked for others joying glimpsing too look how it seems to erupt from the deepest part of the ground mother's ancient law of the humanity resounds all of us were blades of grass changing seasonally growing together contended through the sun sleet or snow there are weeds here not really that what the gardener grows no matter how much the winds declined or that's thank you so much Zara because we're ending to the um, the show but that was really wonderful and thank you for your time today it's been so nice to have you on the show my John thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton